When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Christian Brindle, and welcome to the Everything Medicare Podcast. What's up, everything, Medicare, Podcast Nation? This is Christian Brindle, wherever you are and however you might be listening to us today. This is episode 161 of the Everything Medicare podcast. Every single week, we bring you three podcast episodes where I discuss your Medicare, your Medicaid, your Social Security, and everything that has to do with that golden age called retirement. For anybody that might not be familiar with me and my work, my name is Christian Brindle, like I mentioned earlier. I'm a Medicare health plan expert and specialist. I own a company called Christian Brindle Insurance Services, and we work with people all um, over the country, really. I mean, we're basically in 10 states now um, on their Medicare health plans of all different, different situations. I've published three books, um, two on the topic of Medicare, one just about insurance in general. Um, And we host this podcast, which has now become the number one, if not the number two most popular podcast on the internet, depending on the website that you're looking at at the given moment, okay? Um, Thank you so much for tuning in. If this is your first time um, tuning in and listening to us, I very much appreciate you spending some time. Today on a Saturday, I wanted to kind of dive into a topic that um, frustrates and concerns me more than anything else, but it's something that's been going on for some time. In our lives, there's a couple of different things that we learn very, very quickly throughout life as we from from the time that we transitioned from childhood into adulthood living on our own. And in my opinion, I think those three things are this. Number one, living on your own is expensive. Um, everybody listening to this, for the most part, our audience is, for the most part, Medicare age. You know this, but you've seen your kids go through this. Some of you might be seeing your grandkids make this transition from childhood to adulthood. Living on your own is tough, especially right at the beginning when you're learning how to do it at a young age. Gets easier the older you get for a majority of us. Um, Some people, it's tough all the way through. Um, But living on your own is tough. Bills are expensive. Living is expensive, isn't it? Rent, mortgages, car payments, car insurance, health insurance, life insurance, having kids. I can attest for that. Had a a nine-month-old daughter, as many of you know. Um, Boy, is, is, is she expensive. Is she worth it? Hell yes, she is. But she's expensive. Um, the second thing is better pay your taxes on time. Um, you don't want to mess with the IRS. And the third thing is anything that's run by the government, in a sense, is going to be, for the most part, unorganized, 
and maybe a little tricky to kind of deal with if you have to work with it directly. Now, there's some exceptions to this. I mean, it's not to say that everything our government does is wrong. I'm not one of those people, and that's not necessarily my message here today. But if you look at the things that the government controls, they're for the most part a little bit chaotic, right? Unorganized, maybe a little bit outdated in their technology. Think about Social Security, Social Security Administration. They're a good example of this. The DMV, the post office. Anything that's run by the government probably isn't run very well in terms of those kind of programs. I'm not, of course, talking about the military or anything like that. I mean, um, whether you think the military is ran well or not, I mean, that's an, a, a topic for another day. But things that have to do and deal with us as citizens on an everyday basis, for the most part, are a lot of times unorganized, a lot of times a little bit chaotic, a lot of times dysfunctional is a good word I'd like to tell it, to, to call it. And Medicare is no different than that. Um, it is common, and I see this year after year after year, but I've seen it a lot this year, probably more than any other year. For some reason, I don't know exactly know why that is, but Medicare has always been a little bit dysfunctional in some aspects. You know, Medicare, for the most part, I think is a very good program for a lot of people. Um, whether is it ran perfectly? Probably not. But um, when you enroll into a Medicare Part D prescription drug plan, and let's say you had any gaps of coverage without prescription drug coverage, the government. Medicare specifically, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, will basically tack on a late enrollment penalty onto your premium on that plan. It could be on a Medicare Advantage plan that comes with Part D prescription drug coverage, or it could be just a Part D plan standalone on its own that goes with a Medicare supplement plan. These penalties are not like an Affordable Care Act penalty the way they used to be. Um, They basically are added onto your monthly premium. Let's say it's 20 bucks that would be a $20 fee every month for the rest of your life. And that's for basically gaps of coverage. Um, Now, there's exceptions to this. Now, if someone turns 65, that's Medicare eligible age, as most of you know, um, and they become eligible for Medicare, and let's say they're working. And we've done episodes about this in the past, but if if you're a new listener, let's say they're working, and they have credible coverage through their work, they're able to postpone their Medicare, and take it later, um, as long as they have that plan through their employer, current employer, or their spouse's current employer. It retirement programs don't count. It has to be through a current employer of either you of either you or your spouse, and it has to be deemed credible coverage in the eyes of Medicare. Those are the qualifications. So those kind of people are allowed to kind of postpone their Medicare without any uh, penalties or punishments. This includes the drug portion of this. However, far too often, doesn't happen every time, but I'd say it probably happens 5 to 10% of the time, if someone postpones their Medicare, let's say they work until they're 70, and then they decide to retire, at that point, they go through the process of getting onto Medicare. When you get onto Medicare, you basically have to provide a couple of different documents to enroll in Medicare Part B, one which is an application that you fill out on your own, basically says, hey, I'm Johnny... Um, I'm Johnny uh, Blake, whatever, you know, I'm Joe Blake, whatever, Joe Blow, and I want to enroll in Medicare Part B. My birthday is this. My social is this. I'd like it to start then. And you can do that. The second form 
is one that needs to be filled out by your HR department or your spouse's HR department to basically show proof and documentation that you were covered since you turned 65 so they know not to penalize you. They don't keep track of these records. They have no way of seeing these records. They basically need documentation from the HR department. So you send that into the Social Security Administration. That's the proper term for you to make. That's the proper way anyway for you to get Medicare Part B without any penalties or punishments or anything like that. We do it all the time for people in our office here. Some people say just go into the Social Security office. That's wrong um, because you're going to be waiting for hours. I mean, you never need to set foot in a Social Security office if you want to enroll in Part B later on. I don't give a crap what anybody says. Um, Done it for years in a lot of different places. But that's beside the point. Um, some situations you might have to go into the social security office. So that's not a blanket statement. Just keep that in mind. But essentially folks, there's far too often, like I mentioned, probably five to 10% of the time, people will go through this process. They'll do everything right. They'll provide the documentation and then they'll enroll into a plan, a plan, let's say that has drug coverage. Let's say they enroll into a Medicare supplement. And they enroll into a Part D drug plan separately from that Medicare supplement, of course. Because Medicare supplements don't come with Part D drug coverage included. You have to purchase that separately. But let's say they do this. Everything's good to go. Their plan's set to start a month from now. The first of the upcoming month, let's say. Then, a couple of, um, their plan comes and it starts. And they get a letter in the mail from their insurance company saying, hey, you have a late enrollment penalty for gaps of drug coverage. And they said, I didn't have any gap of credible coverage. What the hell is going on? This happens from time to time to people that did nothing wrong. It has nothing to do with how you enrolled. It has nothing to do with um, anything, really. And you'd think that by providing those documentations from your HR department, that, that'd be fine. But what people don't understand is those documentations are just for medi- for Social Security to enroll you into Part B. People don't might, Some people don't realize that Social Security is in charge of issuing Medicare. But they don't actually send those records off to Medicare in a way that they're going to be saved. So sometimes Medicare has incomplete records on file and they attach penalties to people that don't deserve them. And some people don't know they don't deserve them and they just pay them anyway. They don't fight back. They don't challenge these late enrollment penalties. LEPs, we'll call them. It might not be a terrible amount. Let's say it's 10 bucks a month, but that's not just 10 bucks a month for a year or a couple of years. It's 10 bucks a month for the rest of your remaining days, as long as you have a prescription drug plan, which for most people, you're going to need it more as you get older, opposed to less. But that doesn't mean that you're stuck in that situation, folks. What can you do about it? What can you do to fight back against it? Well, there are some things you can do. I will tell you exactly what they are. I have to take a quick break. I will be back in segment two, and we will specifically touch on what you must do to kind of combat these late enrollment penalties. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks so much for sticking with me through that break. Let's talk about how to fight some late enrollment penalties. So basically, when you first get this late enrollment penalty letter, it's very threatening. Um, Medicare does not actually um, impose themselves these late enrollment penalties. They actually send the information over to your insurance company that you got the Part D plan through, and they trust their your Part D plan to actually collect this late enrollment penalty. So they basically tack it on to any premium you have, if you do have one, depending if you have a Medicare Advantage plan or a Part D prescription drug plan. It sounds threatening. It's in government lingo, basically, even though it comes from the insurance company. It's very threatening. People get scared. They freak out. They panic. They think that something was done wrong at their enrollment. Actually, you could do everything right and still have be in the situation because Medicare has incomplete records, folks. Incomplete records because they're unorganized. We have to understand what we're dealing with here, a gigantic government entity, which is Medicare. But they, the good news is they make it pretty easy for you to fight it. They will send a basically document in the mail to you as well. It might come separately. Sometimes it comes together. kind of just depends on the carrier. But basically, it's basically something you can fill out the history of your credible coverage, and you can send it back to them. And a lot of times that takes care of it. Simple. Now, that being said, it might not always. Sometimes you need to call the insurance company and they need to interview and send this information off to Medicare. I'd say 99% of the time, that is all it takes to kind of fix this. But you have to be proactive. You have to make sure that you're doing this. You have to make sure that you're not just paying the penalty and thinking it's not worth fighting. It is worth fighting. And you can get it overturned every time, almost every time. It's been a couple of situations, needle in the haystack, that I've seen people get stuck with it. Who knows why? But for the most part, Going through their processes and providing the information to them over either over the phone or through the mail takes care of it. Now, sometimes you might need to contact Medicare directly um, if the information isn't being accepted by the insurance company, to which point they will kind of go over the same kind of information. Um, and sometimes you might have to provide the information four or five times, but I guarantee it's worth it. You don't want to just get pushed around by our government and by Medicare. Fight these late enrollment penalties because there's absolutely no reason why you should be paying them, especially if you had no gaps in credible coverage. Now, if you had gaps in credible coverage, there's nothing you can do about that. There's nothing you can do to kind of fight back against that, folks. But keep in mind that they make it easy for you to challenge these things. Call your insurance company or watch for that form I mentioned. Fill it out with information on your credible coverage and send it back in. In some extreme situations, sometimes I've seen um, them require additional documentation from your HR department. Don't give up. If, they need, if, they, if it gets to that point and you need it, get it, send it in, be done with it. But don't just accept it. I encourage you. You worked hard for your Medicare. You paid into the system for your entire life. I'm paying into it now. You deserve every drop of benefits that you get. And you do not deserve to be pushed around and penalized for things that you didn't do anything wrong for. And if you had credible coverage since age 65, you didn't do anything wrong. Don't let them push you around. Don't think something was done wrong at the time of enrollment. This happens to probably about 5 to 10% of people. 
whether you did something wrong in enrollment or not. It's just because Medicare has unorganized records in some situations, but that's okay. It's typically an easy fix if you're proactive and you get on it right away. Don't let it linger also. Folks, I really hope you found this episode helpful. Um, If you haven't already, my new book, The Insurance Funnel, is available. I'm giving away three copies um, in the next 30 days for free, autographed by me. I'm going to mail them to you. All you have to do is just leave us a five-star review on either Apple Podcast or Stitcher Podcast. Leave some, say something nice that you enjoy about the show, and take a picture of it. Send it to me in an email, christianb at xmission.com. And also, please include your name. Could be just first name if you like. And a, a good place for me to mail it to you. I'll send it to you free. No costs, no charges, no strings attached. Um, first three people to do this will get a will get a free signed copy of the insurance funnel. If you don't want to do that and you just like to buy it, it's on Amazon, folks. Nine simple tests. Every insurance policy must pass before purchase. It's my formula that I put together to essentially um, narrow down every characteristic you should be looking for an insurance policy, whether it's homeowners, whether it's car insurance, whether it's Medicare, whether it's life insurance, whether it's a regular type of health insurance plan, whatever it is, this formula that I've put together translates across different types of insurance industries. So go pick it up, go pick it up. But if you'd like a free copy from me specifically, if you'd like me to send you an autographed copy, participate in our contest. First three people, to leave us a review, say something nice, take a picture, send me proof that you did it, I'll send it to you myself, personally. But if you leave us a review and you don't send me proof, I'm not sending you anything because I have no way of knowing where to send it, who you are, and that you did it. So make sure you send me proof. Very easy to do. It should take 10 minutes. As always, folks, um, thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks so much for giving me some, some time um, in your day. Um, these episodes have been short lately because my voice has been recovering. I feel pretty normal now. My voice is for the most part back to normal. I would say expect our regularly scheduled length of program starting next week. Appreciate your patience. We love our audience here. And as always have a fantastic rest of your weekend. Thank you so much for taking the time. I love spending this time with you and we'll be back on Monday. Take care.